Welcome, everybody, to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hands and Harry. How's everybody out there in Internet land doing? Uh, we hope you guys are doing great. Hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. We are back after the, uh, the holiday, and I'm thankful for uh, some of the new listeners we got. It looks like we picked up uh, some subscribers, so welcome, everybody. Uh, Harry, what are you thankful for, buddy? Uh, you know, I'm thankful for having two wonderful friends, uh, you know, Tim Pinkerton, Sean Flavill. They're great oh! guys. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm thankful to have you two in my life and to be here discussing uh, pop culture with you guys, even if every week it's not my cup of tea, um, you know, and I like to play uh, the, I guess, bad apple on uh, on this. So, um, but that's what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for uh, that. We don't, we're not uh, showing video this week because uh, you look like Darth Sidious and Chris <laughs> is naked. So for the audience out there, just go ahead and erase that image from your brains. But uh, yeah, Chris, put some clothes on, please. Thank you. Just another day. Well, that uh, your words warm the cockles of my heart. I feel like cockles is a great word. I feel like there should be more uses for it, but here we are. It probably is. Uh, it probably isn't in, in some in some um some business industry. <laughs> yes. Uh Hans, how about you, buddy? What are you thankful for? I'm thankful th- that I'm almost out of the virtual queue for uh to buy Spider-Man tickets. It's been a long <laughs> it's been a long 96 hours, but uh it looks like I got about three more left. So yeah. <laughs> I'll I hopefully I'm seeing Spider-Man. Hang in there, buddy. You'll get there. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> So, uh, everybody, we are here back with another um, What We Are Watching uh, episode. Um, so these are kind of too just going to be too much content. Yeah, out there. there really is. And there's not necessarily a uh, uh, consistent through line or theme for all of these. So our What We're Watching episodes are just kind of going to be like grab bags if you haven't figured that out already. Um, so first thing we're going to start off with is a movie near and dear to my heart. And that is uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, so for those who do not know, which if you know me, you probably do know. Uh, <laughs> the original Ghostbusters is my all time favorite movie. Um, just absolutely love it. And I could go on on a whole podcast uh, just on that that particular movie. But um, Ghostbusters Afterlife, you know, when they first announced it, I was excited. But since then, I've kind of been managing my expectations because I really did not want to be let down or disappointed or anything like that. Um, but I think uh, Sony did an excellent job here. I was really happy with what they put out for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, so, you know, some of the notes I had on it, uh, Paul Rudd, McKenna Grace and Logan Kim in particular uh, were standouts from the cast. I thought they were all fantastic. Um, if I had to choose just one, Probably McKenna Grace's Phoebe. I think mm. she was she was really the uh, the top no doubt. actor. Um, Finn Wolfhard, I must say, didn't have a ton to do, and I almost wonder if he was kind of stunt casting because everybody knows him from Stranger Things, and it's like, hey, let's bring in a child actor everybody knows. We need we need an angsty teenager to uh, play. Uh, what's Finn Wolfhard doing? Is he in between Stranger Things shoots? Let's get him in here. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Harry, what did you think of the uh, cast? Yeah, so um, unlike Greg, I'm not a huge Ghostbusters guy. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I find it really shocking. Like, if you go back to because uh, it was '84, right? '84 is when the first yes. original Ghostbusters came out. All right, cool. Yes, sir. Um, so if you go back to like 1983 and you're pitching the movie Ghostbusters, 
And you're like, it's going to, it's going to be this fun, you know, little comedy, you know, that, you know, all people can enjoy all ages, anybody. Um, and like told somebody that. That was not the original gonna... premise, by the way. Well, it was, yeah. it was supposed to be very sci-fi heavy, took place in another dimension. The yeah. budget was well, way out of creep. Yeah. They had to scale it down to what it became. Yeah, no. And I mean, I think they made they made the best of it because it's shocking to me how many people are like Ghostbusters fanatics and mm. not not that it's like shocking in a bad way. Just surprising, I guess, is more of a better word of just like you walk around and people are like Ghostbusters, man, kill it. Um, but yeah, as far as the cast for this movie, I thought I thought they did. I was I was torn because, again, not being a huge Ghostbusters guy, I was hoping that they wouldn't try to shoehorn the original cast in, in a way that felt cheesy or choppy. And when we get to it later, we'll, we'll kind of talk about it. Cause they actually, I felt like they did do that, but mm. um, Logan Kim and, M- and McKenna grace, I felt like were really, really standouts in this. I, f- I love the relationship of them of just finding someone who's unique. You know, we've all kind of, you know, we've all been through school. We've all been through different workplaces in our life where it's like, sometimes it feels hard to fit in. Um, you know, and obviously McKenna has a tough, her character had a tough time fitting in, you know, in school and, you know, she just meets Logan Kim and it's not even like, you know, I think 20 years ago, or maybe even with the original Ghostbusters, if this was the plot, like there would be a love kind of story with it, like kind of the way I felt like they did with, uh, Carrie Coon's mom character and with Paul Rudd, where it's like, oh, he's single, she's single, let's put them together. Um, so I was happy they didn't go that route with this. Um, but I really, I really did, uh, enjoy, especially like you said, McKenna Grace's performance, Finn Wolfhard felt like too much kind of just trying to fit, you know, that round peg in like the perfect hole. And it just kind of didn't go through right to me. Um, and Paul Rudd felt very ruddy to me. I felt like this was a very Paul Rudd performance, um, which isn't a bad thing. I, I enjoy Paul Rudd. And if you tell me Paul Rudd showing up in a movie, like, yeah, I won't mind if Paul Rudd does that, but it felt very ruddy to me in uh, in the fact that uh, that's how he was going. So, Hans, what about you? What did you feel about the uh, cast performance in this? Um, I, I thought it was good. Uh, I remember go- like years ago when they were throwing. I think this was even before the 2016 um, version. Um, yeah, I I remember them saying that they were it was going to be like a. Like, I think they were going to basically do, like, I guess a remake or whatever, but the cast it was supposed to be, like, Paul Rudd, but then they were going to include, like, Seth Rogen, like, Jonah Hill, like, all the comedic actors at the time. Like, yeah. I don't know if you remember that, but this was well before this script ever came out, and they were going to get, like, the, been dope. you know, I think, like, Michael Sarah was one of them. It was basically, like, the... um what it what who the, the Apatow crew who were going to be yeah. Ghostbusters, which I think would have been really funny. I, I like them. Get your boy um, Siegel in there? Of course. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'll, I'll watch Jason Segel on anything. He should put him in I this know. one. Um, but I, I I think that they're definitely going in, in the route of, all right, well, you know, we have to have a younger generation because, you know, Finn Wolf, like you said, Finn Wolfhard, they, they definitely stunt casted him because it, it, it it's basically a Stranger Things movie. Um, and I think that um, I think they went younger only because, you know, in the event that like they make another Ghostbusters, then they can build off a younger cast because. I don't think the next one's going to really revolve around if they make a next one is not going to revolve too much around the old, the older cast. I don't know, Tyrum, but good. Um, I, I mean, I like, I, I love Paul Rudd. I think he's great in everything. Carrie Coon. I think she get doesn't get a lot of recognition. Um, I think she was great. Like, I, I feel like they should have like kind of used her face because she was in um infinity war. They could have put her, uh, put her face on it. Cause she was Proxima midnight. So she was just all CGI. Um, She's great. She played Proxima Midnight. I didn't even know her voice. Her voice. Yep. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, a lot of people were like really pissed because they um, they thought they were going to like include her in, in make like practical makeup. But mm. it was just, um, yeah, just her voice. <laughs> and like she's great in Leftovers, which I, I praise that show. It's one of my favorite shows. And she was in one of the seasons of Fargo. So I was it was good to see her. Um, you know, there's some little cameos in here with um, other than the original Ghostbusters with um, J.K. Simmons, who's, you know, every time he pops up is is uh, is pretty cool. And then um, who played uh, Zool? I always forget. Um, was it Olivia Wilde? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's cool in these kind of movies when they they have like little cameos. But the main cast was good. Um, yeah, I think there were really no standouts because. I feel like this is the type of movie where everyone like Paul Rudd it, is Paul Rudd. Like mm-hmm. that's, it, he doesn't really kind of stretch for this kind of role and Carrie Coon, she was all right. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Finn, Finn Wolfhard. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything that like wasn't science fiction. Like I just, every, he's always going to be the stranger kid, stranger things kid <laughs> to me. Like he'll be 50 and they're, if they're probably still making stranger things, I'll that's, you know, he'll always turn out to be that. So you'll be watching you'll be watching your kids movies with them and you'll be like, ah, oh, that's the kid from Stranger Things. I that's remember kid, when he yeah. was in the movies. He God, was in the, fr- the the Ghostbusters. If he's 50 and doing Stranger Things, let's let's do the math on this. Oh, so geez. he's got to be like 15 in the 80s. Right. Like we'll, we'll say 85 to round yeah. out. So that's right. 35. So what's that put him in like mid 2000s somewhere? Stranger Things in yeah. the mid 2000s. Ugh. Yeah, we're I still I mean, I in trouble. I already we're still going yeah, the upside down. I don't. I don't even want to see Stranger Things eight. Get out of here with yeah. that. Um, <laughs> well, I will say, you know, with with the cast, um, the characters themselves uh, were pretty genuine and likable um, for the most part. Uh, I really liked um, the new characters again. You know, Podcast and Phoebe were the standouts, but Paul Rudd's uh, Mr. Gruberson. Uh, Carrie Coon's um, uh, character was was uh, you know you got the feeling that she was kind of a, a lonely and desperate um, single mom at the end of a rope, but um, but you know you're there with her in the struggle, so mm. she's kind of identifiable in that regard. But uh, but yeah, enjoyed the characters. Um, the original Ghostbusters was scored by Elmer Bernstein, and uh, this score was heavily influenced by his original one. So I really liked the the music in this movie. Uh, the only bummer was that there wasn't really any like funky songs mixed in uh, in with the soundtrack um, in the original two movies uh, for Ghostbusters. They they always put in some uh, some rather eclectic songs, I guess, but they fit whatever scenes they they went into. But this one didn't really have any songs that I can remember other than the one that was super cheese that played during the credits where it's like there's a, a ghost in this house or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I know yeah. what you're talking about. I was like, well, what is this piece of crap? Uh, that was the that was one of the the very, very few uh, negatives of this uh, movie. The the lack of uh, funky songs and then you. the addition of of that song. Um, um, well, probably because yeah, Ray yeah. Parker did. They, 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 Huey Lewis didn't come out of any songs that uh, they can rip off of. Oh, so, oh, tough beat. <laughs> little had to go little, there, huh? Little lawsuit history there. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, now the movie wasn't perfect i will say uh there were some plot holes uh some of the ones that i picked up on was didn't really feel natural that the uh ghostbusters didn't trust egon it was incredibly convenient that egon had suits that fit the kids and uh (laughs) trevor and lucky uh even though they had no practice whatsoever with the proton packs just automatically took to it yes started taking it's in their it blood it's in their blood they know what i guess do. well trevor's but not lucky like she didn't yeah. she was just she i think saw somebody use one once and then she's like strap me in i'm ready to go in my <laughs> uh conveniently sized suit so i don't know those those are the plot holes that i picked up but none of them were enough to detract from the movie it was just like oh that's funny you know um yeah. And what do what did you guys dislike about the movie? Because th- that was honestly the only thing I disliked. Um, I, I see. I'm not like a huge. I, I enjoy Ghostbusters like one and two. I don't like the 2016 one. Like I, I think mm-hmm. that that kind of deserves a lot of the the hate that it gets because I don't think it's a good Wrong. movie. Um, whatever. So <laughs> I think. <laughs> I, I, you know, and I'm not, I'm not a huge Ghostbusters fan. Like it was actually on the other day. And I think it's the first time in a long time I've actually sat down and, and watched it. Um, but I, I felt like this was almost like a repeat of the first movie, um, which, you know, a lot of people like crapped their pants when force awakens came out and, and gay and jumped on JJ for rehashing a new hope. And they're like, Oh my God, you can't do that. But I feel like they did the same thing with this movie and used the same villain and like you know two people turned into the to the into the dogs and you know i think there was a you know even some of the dialogue was pretty much the same like the whole like are you a god dialogue um i think that's what i kind of i i disliked about it because um i think going now i understand it's a remake reboot whatever however you want to call it but i don't know i did that's just one of the things that like kind of like i don't want to say deterred me like from like fully liking it, but uh, I think it was definitely noticeable. Like where I'm kind of when I, especially when I watched the first one after when it was on TV, I'm like, I, I feel like I just saw this. <laughs> so. um, I will say that. Uh, yeah, there's definitely some threads with, especially with Gozer and the terror dogs. Um, but I mean, they're kind of part and parcel with the Gozer connection. So I get that some people could feel that way. Uh, but I, I think it was different enough that it stood out on its own Them- or structurally. Um, Ghostbusters two is much more close to Ghostbusters one than afterlife is to one. So yeah. I, again, I think there was enough difference to, to make it different, but yeah, I, you're I just, not like yeah. way out of line with that take. I mean, I, I get yeah. that. I just I and I see a lot of people praising this movie and and I'm glad that they enjoyed it. I, I really am. I'm you know I, I people have been waiting for this type of movie with the original cast for years. But mm. you know I'm 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 going to be fair as a, as, a, as a more of a Star Wars head. I'm going to say let, let's throw some criticism towards Ghostbusters too because a little bit of the same situation. So I, I will say too and Harry, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll get to your no, you're good, you're in, good in one sec. But um, as far as you know, being a retread. Uh, there was a, a news article where, or an article where, um, I forget who it was. Somebody was interviewing uh, Jason Reitman and talking about potential for the sequel. And he mentioned possibly bringing back Vigo. And I really hope that they do not do that because while it was okay, 
to have Gozer back in this one. It, like, come on, let's let's move on. We have enough. He is a creative enough individual, and there is enough material out there to mine, uh, whether it's comics, video games, uh, you know, books, whatever. Uh, the real Ghostbusters cartoon, even where hmm. you can get other villains and characters um, rather than just repeating and rehashing what's already been done. Like, I don't want to see the same two villains across four movies, you know, give me at least something brand new. So I just wanted to throw that in there. I, I really hope they don't go the Vigo route, not to mention yeah. the original actor has passed anyway. So, yeah. I mean, what kind yeah, well, the, the, Hollywood has no problem recasting them probably but Chris Pratt in the role and um <laughs> but like I yeah but like what 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 franchise uses a villain from like 30 years ago in like one of their like sequel movies uh, that's just lazy lazy writing yeah yeah, yeah. well I'll, I'll tell you yeah that did that. X-Men has to have Magneto and Mystique in every single movie even though they're not True. in every issue of the comic but that's neither that's here fair. nor there yeah I was leaning towards the Palpatine thing but you know yeah, Harry, what are your Get thoughts on uh, the <laughs> this topic that uh, yeah. Hans brought up? No, yeah, I mean, um, as far as like, I think this movie is definitely made for the Gregs of the world. You know, I think if if awesome you're a people. huge fan, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're an awesome, good-looking, wonderful man, uh, you know, I think you'll enjoy this. No, but I think super fans and even fans would enjoy this, or even if you're familiar with the universe, or even if you like it. Um, I think this is a movie that you know, plot holes and all, as you mentioned a couple, and I'll mention a couple as well. I think it like it works for them. Um, for people like me who aren't really don't really care, and like hands who's like, yeah, I enjoy it, but it's like okay. Um, I think it's really gonna be like the movie was fine or wasn't you know as good um, in the way it hit because I feel like this movie was kind of geared towards a younger audience, like trying to do what Ghostbusters originally did, where it's like. Hey, if you're between the ages of, you know, six and, you know, to whatever age, like this is a fun family movie. And, you know, um, I'll talk a little bit about box office numbers a little bit later once we, you know, wrapping up, but it did really well. Um, you know, I found it funny, you know, when we talk about plot holes, that podcast, uh, a character named podcast, as we talk on a podcast, um, didn't know about the Ghostbusters and he's into conspiracy theories. And it's like there hasn't been a ghost like they talk. They like they reference this universe that they built and they show they have, uh, you know, McKenna Grace's character watch YouTube videos. And it's like the Ghostbusters existed. And it's like he has no idea about it. And it's like th this isn't like a bigger deal. You know what I mean? I, I guess it's just a little surprising to me that it wouldn't be off the tip of people our age or older's tongues of like, oh, like this is kind of what happened in New York or reference in New York. So that was a little bit strange for me. Mm -hmm. um and then the other part for me it was just again i know chris mentioned it earlier but jk simmons just showing up for a hot minute and then like <laughs> being like gone and you're like was that jk simmons and you're like yeah it was so i wonder if there was some cutting you know room floor stuff left or some some extra scenes that maybe he got more than a line or you know maybe it was just a favor that he was doing you know or just being you know a character in it but it was just odd just one of the, one of those odd moments in a film where you're like was that who i thought it was um, my mind yeah. was blown when I found out that was him. I was like, wait a second. Like I, that yeah. was all his role was. <laughs> yeah, and they just, kept that pretty. They kept that pretty like quiet. Cause I didn't even like hear anything yeah. that he was even yeah. in the movie. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. But, um, 
but no, I mean, I think I think the universe building like was well done for fans of the movie too. just just wrap it up on the kind of initial thoughts and, you know, but, but like I feel like this movie was very fan servicey. Um, and that's where I think it kind of let me let me down um, in it. But let's talk more positives, Greg. I know I know you're a huge fan and we can get into a back and forth at the end if you want about uh, my feelings. Yeah. So, you know, this is a spoiler podcast. We go into spoilers. Wah, wah, uh, wah. Yes. So the biggest Down spoiler the of all is, you know, how they dealt with uh, Harold Ramis's absence and his character, Egon Spengler. Um so the movie opens with us watching Egon. Uh, there's no dialogue, but, um, you know, he is battling some mysterious foe who we later learn to be, uh, you know, Gozer and uh, Gozer's minions. But um, yeah, uh, the biggest part, I guess, would be the end sequence, uh, the climax of the film where he actually comes back and they, they show him kind of like a force ghost almost, but I guess he's just a regular ghost. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we see his other real presence and he uh, kind of helps uh, his granddaughter, McKenna Grace's Phoebe uh, do some ghost busting, uh, really busting heads in a spiritual sense, <laughs> um, as uh, race dance would say. But um, yeah, it was, uh, it was very surprising and emotional for me to see you know Harold Ramis and it didn't he didn't look like Harold Ramis as we have seen him in later times um mm. a lot you know as good as it gets or you know any other movies where he kind of put on yeah. some weight this was him effectively as Egon Spengler just aged up with a beard and you know kind of graying hair and and that stuff so it was really interesting, um, but I I thought it was fantastic. Um, I'm assuming they got permission from uh, the the Ramis family to use his likeness. Otherwise, I can't imagine this going through. But um, yeah, for sure, it just uh, it was very very emotional, um, both in the context of the story and outside of it. And uh, I thought it was super well done. It it was a little strange, not hearing a voice or anything i feel like there could have been some way that they pieced together dialogue uh a la the way that they used the the jedi of the past in uh mm. star wars uh where they just kind of cut pieces of dialogue together to to form sentences but um i loved it uh what did you guys think about the big reveal uh, I thought it was cool. This is the first time I think in the series, and I, I'm pretty sure you could probably correct me if I'm wrong, Greg. It, uh, this is the first time we've seen like a good ghost. Normally, the, all the ghosts are bad, except like Slimer's yeah. kind of just a mess. Yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah, he, he he doesn't really have a side. He just causes chaos. But yeah, I think no, it's the first time, like right. we've yeah, we've ever seen like a good ghost. Um, I, I thought the animation was was pretty cool. Um, like at least the, the animation, the CGI was pretty cool on it. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, I whether or not, and I remember reading this was back with the original, like when I mentioned a couple minutes ago, with the the Apatow cast. Like I, I read that Venkman was going to be the ghost, but he was going to be kind of like a slimerish character, like a jokey kind of guy who lived in the firehouse. So it's cool they went this way. Um, I they could have pieced together, like even used like deleted scene footage um, to put some dialogue on them. I'm sure they can definitely do that. I don't know if they did that with Tarkin in um, Star Wars, but they definitely 
CGI'd him to make him look almost real. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I thought it looked great. It was it was pretty cool. I I, I had a you know there's always like that the, like sinking feeling that like you not sinking feeling but you think that they're going to do something like that when especially bring the three other ones back and they're like well a lot of people believe like they're not Ghostbusters without Egon so it, there's going to be some form of him. So I think it was pretty cool that they did bring him back. Um, and you know to to kind of put his family around it. I think that was more of a clue that they were going to somehow make sure he was around like somewhat towards the end. So it, it was cool. Mm-hmm. So Harry, what do you think? I've uh, for those who aren't watching, obviously I've been fighting back the tears of the emotion. No, I'm just kidding. Um, How dare you? It was <laughs> no, listen, I think, I think for, you know, there, there's an element of if, if you were the original Ghostbusters, if you're, you know, there's probably moments where you've, probably in the last few years regretted not doing a third movie with, with, uh, with Howard Ramis, you know, Ernie Hudson, you know, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, they probably in, in their heart of hearts are like, dang, I wish we could have, you know, done something. So from that perspective, I I can see how, you know, this moment, you know, is touching and, you know, for Greg, you know, obviously being a a big fan, Um, it was just in the theater in the moment, you know, and, you know, I walked out of this movie, I saw this movie with our buddies, Tim and Sean, which is why I mentioned them earlier um as, as my good friends um not not you two but i love you guys just for the record thanks. um <laughs> thanks for the face chris um so chris uh, when i came into that movie sean basically said like what was your expectations of that and i, I expected it to be higher because it's not, like during that final last 10 minutes or whatever when you know obviously the kids aren't going to be able to do it i turned to tim and i said i wonder who's going to save them and the three Ghostbusters on cue, you know, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, they walk out and it's like, hey, we've just been hanging out in this barn here. We're ready to get to work. Um, and then, you know, not moments later when they struggled, Tim turned to me and he's like, I wonder who's going to save them. And so it was, it was kind of cheesy to me as far as like and very predictable and what was going to happen with it. And that was a problem for me. It felt really roped in. You know, I really enjoyed this movie for the first hour. And then kind of lost me in the second half. Um, And like I said, just big cheese. But again, you know, my expectations might have been a little too high for the movie going in. Um, You know, again, not being a huge fan, but wanting to enjoy it, wanting to hopefully, you know, jump in, jump into the pool with both feet. And I think my expectations might have just been too high. And like I said, I think the last last 20, very predictable. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean. I will say, again, in in the context of the story, I mean, we see we know it's him helping out Phoebe. uh, Yeah. You know, fixing the proton pack and pointing the lights at various objects and all of that stuff. So, like, it it wasn't far fetched when he showed up, but it was just kind of like, you know, we we knew this was coming, but it's oh, it's still awesome. You know, Ah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I mean, look, I, I just I think it was really well done and especially, uh, you know, not again, not knowing prior to going into the theater, not knowing that that this was the route that they were going to take where they were going to make yeah. his spirit an active part of the story. No, of course. It's like, of OK, course. this is pretty cool. Yeah. And I mean, for I got, somebody uh, like yourself who like kept expectations to a minimum, you know, what I mean, probably tried to avoid as much as possible. I think I think mm-hmm. that really works. But for me, it was just kind of, you know, your run of the mill. Like here we are with the sequel, you know, to the to, you know, making the third movie, per se. And, 
it's like, this is the best we could come up with here at the end. Just like having them show up for five minutes, like not looping them into the story. Like, I don't know. It just, mm. it was a little off to me, but go ahead, Chris. Sorry. I, cut I got off. really like, I, I, I was confused. Cause you know, there was a, reading a lot of internet stuff online and you know, mm. I, I was, I honestly thought that Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield were going to save the day, but <laughs> apparently, apparently I was reading about a different movie. I think they CGI'd him out. I think they CGI'd him out of uh, the scene there. There's, there's some there's webbing. A scene I where goes or gets somewhere. hit, but you don't see who hits him. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I was like, oh wait, wait, what? Were the credits rolled? Like this is it? I thought they were in this. Well, speaking of credits, let's talk about those post-credit scenes. Uh, I really enjoyed them, especially. I mean, the second one was kind of okay uh with uh winston and and janine but the first one mm. i loved because we didn't get to see sigourney in the movie proper and it was a, mm. a callback to the first movie um so i don't know i i really enjoyed it what did you guys think i think it was cool to include her it was a nice little you know i i, I with the assumption that they're married yeah um because they both have wedding rings on so it's nice they had a happy ending um i you know i like how they were kind of using they did that call back to him basically uh like tricking the people from the the game show or whatever it was i from the first <laughs> one so i thought i thought that was neat um the second yeah. one yeah i mean i it, it it's cool so i not too much to say on it like i said i'm not like a huge i i think it's i i, I always like to see like in these kind of movies like it's cool to like utilize the old cast just as much like as much as they can and since they kind of only showed in the actual like last little bit of the movie it's cool to uh, you know maybe they're gonna have some kind of future and they'll set up the sequel yeah. somehow so mm-hmm. hair yeah this, this felt very uh disney avengerified to me where it was like we have one scene for comedy and one kind of maybe possible world building scene um, or, you know, the, like you alluded to, I think a little bit like future building scene of like, hey, here we go. You know, we're, we're, we're jumping back in. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sigourney Weaver doesn't do too, too many movies nowadays, I don't think, or even too many appearances. So it was nice to, to have that moment with her. Um, I remember before we left, I was like, is this like Avengers? Should I stay? And, you know, we ended up staying and I was like, ah, that was a good decision to do that. So um, but yeah, listen. The, be- the best thing that came out of this movie for me is the fact that Greg enjoyed it. And, you know, as a fan of the movie, you know, as not a fan of, of the movies, I think it's, you know, nobody really cares about my opinion on it. Um, but, you know, for the fans of it, if, if they enjoy it, I mean, that's all that kind of, you know, really matters for the most part, as long as they don't get uh, too handsy like they do in uh, with, you know, Star Wars, as we mentioned earlier. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I give this movie a four out of five and i cannot wait to see where this goes from here uh what did you guys rate it and are you excited for the future of the franchise um i'll give it a two seven five <laughs> we're just doing we're doing all right seven so, fives. Hey, are you gonna come in with a, a three point well, no. that, that that that's a tim callback because i think one time I, when <laughs> oh I yeah three point seven eight he did like he's like eight point <laughs> it was like no like seven point eight i'm like all right like we're getting a little out of hand just anywhere <laughs> oh, between man. like just a single number no no percentage yeah, i would uh i i gave it two and a half i thought about three i thought about three for really hard um, but like I was really just let down in the second half of the movie and it uh, it kind of it didn't upset me, but it just kind of let me down. And again, that might have just been me having expectations too high um, for it. 
But, uh, you know, I mean, even though I didn't love it and even though I wasn't a huge fan, I mean, the movie still made $44 million opening weekend, which post-pandemic is really impressive. It even made 24 its second weekend over, obviously, the Thanksgiving holiday, which I think was number two behind uh, Encanto. It, um, it was only like a 44% drop, which is stellar. Yeah, for which is, somebody. yeah, which absolutely. I mean, especially in this time of age. Um, so, you know, I think it got a lot of the the fans out. And like I said, I think it was a really good um, family movie to go to. I think a lot of people like you could take your six year old to it. You could take your 12 year old, you know, you could take your son, you know, if he's in his 20s or his daughter, you know, even. Your 37 year old, um, your 37 year old um, who is loving this movie. Um, so, yeah. But uh, yeah, that was that was it for me on uh, on it. Um, I th- I do think, though, just to just to put a final pin in it, if you guys want, I think the biggest, biggest thing this this series could do is cast Ryan Johnson to do the next movie. Let's do it, baby. Come on. Let's get him in. Let's do let's have Star Wars take two. Let's go. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, something something tells me we're not going to get that as much as I, I kind of would agree with that. He could just keep making Knives Out movies. That's fine. Step aside, you know Reitman. Johnson's coming in. Okay, so real quick before we move on, Jason Reitman, should he do the sequel or would you guys want to see New Blood? No, he could do it as long as he's around. He's made, I you know, I'd like to, to see him do it again. I think if you're if you want the momentum of this and you want the fan service from this and you want the box office numbers from this, I think you you run it back, um, you know, and obviously change some things for me. I would definitely see another one because I would love to have another discussion with Greg because I think uh, this works a lot better than we're all like, it was great. We all loved it. Right. Um, right. But uh, but yeah, no, it's interesting to see. Uh, I'd be interested to see if they went in a different direction, but I couldn't see how they they would do it. I mean, again, we mentioned earlier, I think a little bit or Chris, you might have mentioned it like Bill Murray was like very on the fence about ever doing another one. And like he decided to do this one. Sure. But it's like, I don't know if you could get him for the next one. So then it becomes a game of like, how do you fit in the tie ins with the old with bringing in the new. All right, so. You heard it here. Go see Ghostbusters Afterlife. Tom Papa Spice sent you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Moving on from Ghostbusters, we have something very different, and that Ooh, is yeah. the Netflix movie Tick, Tick, Boom. Hands, why don't you tell us about Tick, Tick, Boom? Sure. So Tick, Tick, Boom uh, was released a couple weeks ago on Netflix. It is about uh, Jonathan Larson, who's a, um, a theater composer. He um, most famous work was Rent. That came out in the early 90s. Um, you know, it, it, it's very it, the movie basically focuses around him trying to get um, trying to get some kind of recognition and some like he's writing plays and trying to kind of neglecting a lot of important parts of his life to focus on, you know, what he loves, which is art and and creating, um, you know, the next big whether Broadway play or and, you know, any kind of big play production um it's a musical which uh i i think it's very similar to um rocket man that came out a couple years ago about elton john um it's it's not as much doesn't cover as much of his life it really covers only i'd say i i i honestly i don't even think i picked up it's 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 a very short time of him kind of producing this or at least writing this play um, he gets, uh, you know, it, it's his interactions with Steven Sodheim who, you know, just passed away within the past couple mm-hmm. days. Well, um, like one interaction with Steven Sodheim. No, there's a couple. He had a couple. There's a couple. He had a couple with him. 
Really? Yeah, because well, yeah, I were, have... I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was All like, right. yeah. There was like yeah, one, the one during the... his first pitch, and then there was the call, which the I think call. Oh, and that's like, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Bradley if... Whitford, by the way. I really yeah. like yes. him. Yeah. yeah. And the guy from Spin City and Bing Bong, he was in it too. He showed up <laughs> from uh, for a couple minutes. <laughs> um, threw myself off. So Sorry. you know, we get a lot of. Now it's fine. Um, you know, we have a, a pretty like you know, there's a lot of those people that show up in in the movies where it's just like that guy. Um, like Bradley Whitford, I include him in that that kind of a list. Yeah. Um, it's it's directed by Lin Manuel Miranda, which is his first. Um, it's his director de- directorial debut. Um, I I th- I love the songs in this movie. Like I really do. Like I I really do like musicals. Um, Rent's one of my favorite musicals. I've seen it live, not on Broadway, but when it was traveling to Philly. Um, I I think I own two copies of the movie on accident, but that's fine. I'm not. I'll keep two. Um, that's the one, one starring breaks. uh peter parker's landlord right yeah about the, yeah <laughs> yep right um, yeah it's just him for two hours screaming rent yeah. um you know and and we all know like I, and I don't know if if you guys have seen rent but um you know it really focuses not. on i have not um like bohemian lifestyle of you know people just trying to get by and they they're really fo- more focused on art instead of kind of selling out to like the business world and and other opportunities that are out there. Um, but you could see a lot of a lot of um, similarities to his life that he wrote into Rent. Um, and for sure, you know, his unfortunate thing that happened to him was he passed away the night before the first public showing of Rent. Um, so he never got to see it um, see it live. Um, you know, and also it, it focuses around like in the early or late eighties, early nineties, where, um, the, the AIDS epidemic was kind of going crazy through the country and mm. he was seeing a lot of his friends pass away from it. So it focuses a little bit on that, um, rents very heavily, heavily covers, um, like AIDS in, um, in that with some of its characters. But I, I mean, I, I honestly, like I was, this is probably one of my, more anticipated non like science fiction, like fantasy Marvel movies. Um, you know, I, I think Andrew Garfield was a huge standout for me. Um, I, I think that he's, yeah, hopefully he gets some kind of Oscar recognition. Cause um, I, I think he was nominated for Hacksaw Ridge. I'm not sure he might've been, I know he didn't win, but yeah, like, I think I still that was think the only he, time he was nominated ever. Yeah. He does a really good job. He's like, kind of like, like a younger Tom Hanks where like most of his roles are just like real people. Like where he just like is the next hit. Oh, like we're going to make a historical like uh, about someone famous. Like let's throw him in. Like we got Andrew on the phone. Um, Like I love them. Like I, I think he should have won for or been nominated and won for social network. I think he he's, you know, mm. he could nominate him for Spider-Man. He was the best part of that movie. So um, <laughs> I'm going to, there's so many Spider-Man references today. This is where we let um, Chris go off, man. Jeez. Yeah, I know, if man. You, it always comes audience, back to Spider-Man. The audience could see Greg's face when you mentioned <laughs> Uh, a young Tom Hanks. <laughs> I never said no. Guys, no, no. I did a double take because I was like, no, I know. And I saw that, but like, I'm not comparing him to Tom Hanks, but most of his no, more, of more recent That's roles, good because he's not. Yeah, no, I don't. I agree. He's not he's never going to be at that caliber. So anyone listening, that's not a hot take on where I'm comparing Hanks to Hanks to um, Garfield. Aggregators, but, get him. But he Hans is that calls kind of... Andrew Garfield the next Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm just gonna say, in terms of Tom Hanks plays like all historical characters that that's no, Tom no, Hanks' thing. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, and now like Andrew Garfield's kind of going that route. 
Um, I don't think Tom Hanks can sing though, so I think Andrew Garfield might have the one up. Um, yeah. But we'll see. Uh, yeah, but I, you know, I said a lot about it. Brought Tom Hanks and Spider Man into it. What do you guys? Uh, what do you guys think, Greg? What What are your thoughts? Uh, well, continuing on that Spidey train, it's an interesting connection because Andrew Garfield in this movie. Well, he played Spider-Man in another movie, but uh, in this movie, he works at the movie diner, which is where MJ works in Spider-Man one, the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Yeah. So I thought that, that was a pretty interesting connection. So um, we might see Jonathan Larson in No Way Home. Yes. <laughs> at, at the very least, he could be an alternate version of Peter Parker. Um, you know, this movie was just OK for me. Uh, mm. Quick. Quick sidebar to you guys: Were were either of you theater kids, or did you do anything with theater in high school or as a child? No, no. Yeah. Um, I I played soccer, and that was it. Uh I was never. I was always intrigued by the theater, but like always was too nervous to do it. And for people who know me, are yeah. probably like Harry being nervous about something. That sounds fairly accurate. Um, <laughs> But uh, I was going to say, yeah, like with we obviously mentioned Stephen Soundheim a little earlier, and it's like that for me, and like Rent, and like you know, is a world I just missed out on. Like I think we all had a music class in high school where you watch the clay, you watch you know Sound of Music, you watch um, West Side Story, you know, probably a couple others. But it's like, and you watch them, and you're like, wow, these are great. Um, but like it never like grabbed me and like pulled me in with it. But yeah, I, I was just curious because so like. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I'm wondering if that impacted the enjoyment, uh, if if it was even a factor for this movie. Because, like, so yeah. I myself, oh, go ahead. No, I no, I'm, I was like kind of like similar to Harry, where like I think I wanted to. I was in a play when I was nine for a uh, for a high school. So there's that. There but, it is. The um, Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, we got. It. I was uh, I was in Bye Bye Birdie. So that maybe that's why I like. Um. And, but I, I think that's the same thing too. Like I, I think that world is like very like I, I think it's it's very different in like high school and and I went to a very um, theater heavy college, so I think that like I, I just never had the guts to really try out or really like because I you know I it's just that kind of I I, I know there's like a lot of um, kind of people getting turned away for roles and a lot of rejection and I kind of was like, I didn't want to deal with that. Yeah, there's, a, so. there's enough of that in life. We don't need that yeah. as, uh, as well. It takes a lot of yeah. strong Spin people. For those, thoughts with Papa Spice. <laughs> for, those, for those people out there who, who are in the theater, you know, kudos to you because it does take a lot, um, you know, a lot of no's before you get that, those yeses. So, yeah. but yeah. Call me when you reach Bye Bye Birdie fame when you're nine. <laughs> Right, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. So, so anyway, I was just gonna say. I mean, I I was in stage crew for about a year, but uh, oh, I mean, I, I didn't. Camera. Yeah, I know. Um, I I actually worked the soundboard. Uh, but oh. that didn't give me. Yeah, yeah. That didn't give me a love of like musicals or anything like that. That was kind of a uh, something that I found later in life. I, I I'm trying to think the thing that turned me on to it was either. Tim Burton's Sweeney Todd or uh, the Gerard Butler Phantom of the Opera, whichever came first. That was kind of like the uh, the awakening for me for musicals. It's like, oh, this this is actually pretty cool. I yeah. like these this genre. Um, but that being said, I did not like this movie. <laughs> it was just uh, it was very bland for me. Um, uh, here's the thing. The songs, I think, were fantastic. I really did enjoy the songs. It was everything in between that was just blah. Um, if, if there were two cast members, um, 
that I guess I enjoyed. I would say Alexandra Ship as uh, Jonathan Larson's uh, girlfriend, or her name escapes me. And um, Susan. Susan, yeah. yes. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, the actor that uh, that played his friend who moved out. Um, I, I thought he was uh, Michael. Good. I think yes. Michael was his name. Yeah. 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 Um, but the rest of the cast was just like, yeah, uh, Andrew Garfield did not stand out for me at all. He had a really weird singing voice too, or singing face. I'm, I mean, he, he just, he like, I, people can't see, but like he would stretch out his mouth into like a box shape. You'd be like, <laughs> um, it, it was just really strange to watch because people don't sing like that. Uh, at least yeah. not people that I normally see. <laughs> Great. Um, I, I, I have like, so I have the tick, tick, boom, IMDb open, like as we're uh, discussing and the one banner picture is him and, and like, he has a square face now and I can't like <laughs> not say it. Good old square, square face, Andrew. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It, ultimately for me, uh, this was continuing the trend of a uh, crummy Netflix movies. Um, mm. Wow. disappointed for Lin-Manuel uh, but I don't think it'll impact him in the slightest I, I love everything else he does um, and it seems like I'm in the uh, the minority in thinking that this was uh, not an entertaining movie so even you know my opinion is just out there in the, the ether it seems like the masses enjoy it along <laughs> with you hands uh, Harry what are your takes on Tick Tick Boom yeah, so like I think sometimes when we're deciding our topics or we're figuring things out, there's there's stuff we do, you know, for the audience or what we think people are going to enjoy. There's stuff we do for us, and then mm -hmm. there's stuff we do for individually. And you know, obviously, Chris has poured his heart out and of how he wanted to be, you know, his own um, <laughs> his own Jonathan Larson out there. Chris um, Hanratty, no, Peter Kid at heart. Yeah, you know, I, I, you don't, you guys don't know. I could secretly be writing stuff, and we'll see in a couple. Of years. I hope you are. I hope you are itching that artistic itch because I think everybody's got a little bit in there for it. Um, yeah, and I'm writing Spider-Man fan fiction. Well, there you go. <laughs> hey, there's there's an audience for it. Um, but so like I, I think this is just again uh, like Greg was kind of saying, like not my whole cup of tea. I mean, I, I saw Into the Heights earlier this year, which actually I, I think I enjoyed a little bit more than I enjoyed this. Um, that's not to say that this is bad. I think if you enjoy musicals, I think you'll enjoy this. Andrew Garfield, I think Chris handed out a little bit earlier. I think we'll probably see some Oscar buzz, whether that carries, you know, cause I didn't realize, I don't think the Oscars aren't until like March of next year. Um, they're like a long way away. So we'll see if that continues. But, um, I also read Greg off your point with the singing. Um, apparently Andrew Garfield didn't know how to sing before he was cast in this movie. Um, and he spent a whole year learning how to sing to be able to do this movie. Um, there was this whole thing with the casting with Lin-Manuel Miranda that I read where it was like, he, I think he was like, yeah, can you sing? And Andrew Garfield was like, yes. Um, and he just learned it and, and figured it out for this movie. Um, and going to kind of what Chris was saying earlier about, you know, uh, you know, Andrew Garfield is the next Tom Hanks hashtag, you know, I next never Tom said Hanks. he was the next Hot Tom take. Hanks. <laughs> Chris, if we say it enough, it's truth. Um, yeah. <laughs> but what I think, what I think Chris was trying to get at too is like Andrew Garfield really expresses himself. You know, I went on a rant, you know, recently that I had to walk back a little bit when with Will Smith, um, you know, one of our one of our other pods. Like I think Andrew Garfield actually tries different things, and if you look at his, at his IMDb, he actually isn't doing. You know, you know, obviously he might be in the new Spider Man, which you know we're assuming he is. 
but like he hasn't really jumped on that train of trying to get back into those movies. He's actually been trying to stretch himself as an actor and, you know, spending a year training to like learn how to sing is, is definitely something that I think shows that signs, you know, of just being, you know, or, you know, being cast for, you know, Hey, this person in history type of role. Um, but yeah, this movie didn't hit as well for me, as I mentioned, uh, a little bit ago as well as into the heights i'll be interested to see how this does compared to west side story because that comes out in like i think next week or so or you know pretty soon, soon like, like very days. within the next two weeks yeah yeah so i'll be interested to see the buzz with that because we're kind of having a revive of musicals chris i wanted to ask really quick before we jump back into the movie you know with some more things that you enjoyed about it what did what was your thoughts on la la land because i remember your wife hated it and that was a musical that i really enjoyed oh but i hate i think it. some people yeah that's weird to me no spoilers because I I haven't seen it and it's in my. We're queue. not going to spoil it. We're not going to. One spoil of the it, best. But. One of the best. The uh, top five moments of my life is when uh, La La Land won the Oscar, but it really didn't because moonlight, baby. <laughs> it went the moonlight. So yeah. that was that. I put that in top moments of my life. Well, I I would you know what I'd be interested to see what Greg's thoughts are when he watches La La Land, but I'm <laughs> I'm surprised that you didn't like it because like play like. Sorry, movies like Les Miserables, when that came out, I remember absolutely hating that when I watched it. Um, set, like I mentioned, Sound of Music, West Side Story. I mean, you know, a little problematic, you know, obviously given the era they came in. But, uh, you know, I think are great musicals as far as that's concerned. Singing in the Rain, another great one. Um, what about Greatest Showman? Greatest Showman's fantastic. Oh, yeah, I, 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 love never, that. I never caught that one, but that <laughs> one I heard really is, good. That yeah, one, like, I remember working for, and it was like that movie just wouldn't go away, and we had to keep, you know, you, selling out shows of Greatest Showman. Do you consider Rocket Man a musical? Uh, yeah, I enjoyed Rocket Man too. Yeah, it's just I don't, I don't know what it was about this one. Like, it was very, I don't know if it was very heavy musical, as Greg was kind of alluding to earlier with like, but I, it's funny you guys actually like the songs. I actually enjoyed the time when it wasn't songs, <laughs> but maybe that's just I don't know. Like, I, I'm not saying the songs are bad. I'm just saying I really really enjoyed the um the the jonathan and michael stuff a lot you know having a friend who's that close you know who you, you've known for that long um you know having goals and aspirations one of you goes down that path the other one doesn't um you know it's just a, a really good story you know how you know the I, I i really enjoyed that part when he was uh you know the the breakfast diner scene we mentioned a little bit and the uh, the pitch meeting um and the talk with michael i think uh the talk with michael after where they both kind of go back and forth at each other when they have so much to say but not enough time to say it you know very relatable in the way where it's like sometimes stuff gets pushed down and you know you don't have the time to say it or you don't know how to say it properly until you know it comes blurting out you know for one reason or another obviously later on the movie with the uh with michael's reveal that he had was hiv positive so um yeah i thought that's i thought that stuff really worked for me um as opposed to the songs. The songs were good, but I thought that stuff worked a little bit better. Louder than words is a bop. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, and I've been I singing really... that, like that, that Bohemian song in the, and then the, 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 um, <laughs> I've literally been singing. Yeah. I've been like, I've been at work just like all years. I think my favorite was, I don't know if it was called Sundays or whatever, but it was when he was at the diner and then the, the yeah. wall of the diner comes down yeah and... the diner scene yeah that yeah. was really good i like that one too greg um 
No, I, you know, it's not for everyone. I'm, I, you know, I, I'm apparently big, it is, you know, man. I mean, you're, you're, you're actually, we're in the minority here because no, yeah, but like, box, yeah. I think it's like four stars. I'm like 88% 7. on Rotten Tomato. Yeah. Like, you know what? we're in the yeah, minority but, here. I, 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 well, I, I, you know, it, it kind of makes me like a little better because of like, at least, I, I hate that a lot of people and a lot of people say this with musicals. It's like, I'm not watching that. I don't like musicals or whatever. I think the yeah. fact that you like musicals and didn't like it, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, I think it's like you gave it a shot. But if yeah. you were in the, in the camp of saying like, oh, I'm not going to watch that. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, do I want to watch a bunch I'd of people sing? That. Yeah. Like, I, that, then I, you know, I'm, you know, Bro, not, you not even everyone... Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah well, you were in a play. Too, but yeah. I mean, you you probably like movie. You probably like it because, and it's nominated every year for something. It came out like seven years ago. Yeah, you probably like this because you were in a play when you were nine. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But I'll I'll be interested to see how, like, again, I know I mentioned it earlier, but I'll be interested to see what Netflix says about this movie or how well this movie does for Netflix because Into the Heights actually didn't do well box office wise. And I mean, again, it's one of those things where it's like HBO doesn't really share. Like they don't have their HBO top five or top 10 like Netflix does. So I'll be interested to see if it appears on there because um, a movie we talked about uh, not too long ago called Red Notice is still number one on Netflix's top 10 and is possibly, I think they said, might be the most watched movie or content on Netflix ever. Um, and movie, I believe. It baffles I me. Yeah. So apparently yeah. not enough people are listening to us. So don't Listen, watch it. Don't yeah. be a part of the statistics. Don't Please, be a part everyone, of the problem. Everyone listen to this so we don't get a red notice too. We get a tick, tick, boom too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, congrats, Dwayne Johnson, I guess. If you want to come on the pod and talk about it, then, you know, we'll yeah. hash it out eye to eye. But yeah, I mean, red notice. Um, is West Side Story going to be on H- Is that going to be only in theaters or is that on HBO Max? Uh, if it's HBO, it should be on HBO Max. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I, know if that's part of the, like, the deal. All right, I'll figure it out. Yeah, I, I remember. I think the big one was Dune that was discussed as like, are they going to release it? Yeah, Matrix, yeah, yeah. Matrix. Max. So, yeah. I mean, if they did Dune, which was a huge success, I can't imagine why they wouldn't do West Side Story and Matrix unless there's something in the contract. But I doubt it based off of what they decided to do. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know okay. what? One other note I had here, too, about this movie. Um, and I just want to stress i i didn't hate this movie it was just meh for me but yeah, um yeah. i will say the scenes where he is kind of doing his one man broadway thing where he's just talking into the mic and narrating i found it like just uh, weird and pretentious i didn't like those scenes at all like mm, just interesting make it like a movie you know <laughs> like I, you know, not every movie does it. it. It's not something entirely brand new, but it's also not. Well, apparently that often, was, but that was a live recording that I think really happened. And they, yeah, that's why they shot it that way. Okay. Like there's real video. Yeah. There's like a real video of him doing that. Cause I think it was originally supposed to be a one man thing, but they turned right. it into the whole band or, you know, whatever they have. They obviously other parts. So, but, so I didn't yeah. know that he had a recording of that. And that's cool that they did that, well, but I still yeah. didn't like it. <laughs> I, and and yeah. I had that on, on my note where like I uh, with that, like they I he studied like Jonathan, like his movements and everything like so well because they show like compare like the compare the scene with the beginning where he's coming out for that, like the, the show mm-hmm. and the actual live footage that they have of the actual Jonathan Washington. And it's like almost shot for shot, like his whole entire mannerisms and everything are just like very 
Like it's, it's very like eerily similar. So I, that, yeah, I will say it's funny that you say that because when I like, as I watched the movie or as, as the movie began, I was looking at Garfield's hair and I'm like, there's no way the real dude's hair was like this. And then when they show the, 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 the real footage, footage of, of him, yeah. I'm like, Oh wow. I guess it really was like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's uh, funny. All yeah. right. So, okay. so Andrew Greg Garfield is going to have a yeah. good, a good year. He's going to have a good year in a yes. couple of weeks. I think yeah, so we'll, too. We'll Gonna see. get better. What did you uh what did you boys rate this out of five? Um, you guys can go. Five. No, you guys can go. I gave it two and a half. Again, similar to Ghostbusters for me. Not my cup of tea. Thought it was fine. Um yeah. I give it a two out of five. Um Ooh. again, not a total waste of time, but I think uh mainly <laughs> <laughs> I, I think if you're uh, if you're a theater kid, you'll really enjoy this. Beyond that, maybe maybe not. Yeah, if you're a Ghostbusters I, kid, you you might you might not. Yeah, enjoy yeah. It. <laughs> um, I or would go man. <laughs> I would go somewhere between for me, somewhere between like a four, like four and a half. Ooh, all right. Wow. Um, I like I said, it's definitely top Listen. five for me this year. Like I, I so far like that I've seen this year, like Dune's number one. And it's like so far, nothing's really. I think this this is this what's probably come closest in terms of movies that I've seen this year. So. Nice, okay, yeah, I'm happy for you. Greg's Thanks. got his Ghostbusters. You got this. All right, so real quick, Greg has to watch La La Land as his next musical. I have to watch Rent because if I don't, I think Chris might kill me at some point in my life. Chris, what musical should we nominate for you? Sound of Music, three hours. You got the time? No, I hate Sound of Music. I don't want to listen really? to a bunch of kids sing about going to bed. Hmm. Oh, we'll we'll find a musical. Nominate some no. musicals for Hanratty to watch. Oh, you know All what's right. another great musical? And I, I would count this as a musical, but um, the live action adaptation of uh, Beauty and the Beast. I know the original is mm. has songs in it also, but they added. Oh, yeah, that more. one's good. Yeah, yeah I really enjoyed it. Well, he's already seen it. So in the Heights, did you see in the Heights, Chris? I did not. I want to. It's on HBO. Oh, yeah, you, you should watch out. that. It's yeah. good. All, All right. right. So we, we each have a musical for not the next time we pod, but in the, for the future. <laughs> yeah. Also, and, and because of Jonathan Larson and um and Rent, we got a fantastic scene in Team America World Police. Um, I'm not going to go too much into it, but um, <laughs> there was a great musical number for that. So there's, there's not much from that movie we can discuss on this. Nope. <laughs> so, um, one of the one of I remember watching that being one of like, oh, my God. Like this is a real thing. So if you like puppets and rent, you're gonna like Team America. <laughs> uh all right. Well, that is our tick tick boom discussion. Uh Hair, what do you got for us? Our our final what we're uh what we're watching this week is Hawkeye. Um, another Disney Plus show in the Marvel universe. Uh this is the <clears throat> fourth one I think we're getting after WandaVision. Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier and uh, Loki. Um, this uh, this basically the story for this one uh, is Hawkeye uh, is in New York celebrating Christmas with his family and going to see uh, the Rogers, the musical um, uh, in New York. And, you know, uh, I think he's about to head out at some point soon. And uh, this this spunky, young up and comer, Kate Bishop. Uh, ruins his holiday plans with his family um, by stealing his old, I guess, Ronin outfit, um, which I didn't realize that was the name, but maybe I might have missed it because maybe it was too quick. Um, 
at this private auction. Um, and Kate Bishop is a, is a huge Hawkeye fan, uh, which, um, you know, she hasn't really let him know yet. Uh, but yeah, it kind of becomes this buddy cop in a, in a way type of, uh, you know, because uh, we are we're we're discussing this after the first three episodes have aired. But um, because of life and work, uh, we haven't watched the third one yet. Although, Chris, you watched it, right? I did. And Greg, you did not. I did not. Yeah. So so we'll mainly be focused on our discussion on the first two. Um, but yeah, I'll throw it out to you guys. I mean, obviously, you know, we've we've kind of discussed Marvel a lot, you know, in our podcasting career um, as we come up on our one year uh, next month. Um, but, uh, you know, I think for me, this might be so far the weakest of the four shows um, that we've gotten. Um, but I'll throw it out to you guys really quick before we kind of discuss kind of the plot a little bit and where the story seems to be going. Um, but what are your guys' initial thoughts? Hands, what about you? I think for me, like I said, I think this is the weakest so far. As a fan of musicals, um, I can say that um, that Rogers musical was like was two or three minutes of just straight up cringe. Like it really <laughs> was like very I'm like, oh, like and I'm probably probably sure that's the point. Like it's not so it's not like we're not getting another rent or anything like that. But um it, it is was very, it made like, by Rogers and Hammerstein. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one, man. You should you should be writing for the show. Um, yeah, I should. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that um, uh, in terms of the show, I think this is probably the most grounded in ter- like I I, oh, yeah. I would say like like Falcon and Winter Soldier, but there's people with superhuman serum running through them. So uh, that was this is literally the most like nothing magical or superpowered has come out yet. Um, so I I, um, I I like that about it. Um, the whole Christmas setting is fine. Uh, when the, they first released the trailer, I wasn't too big on it. I'm like, oh, this like, but I think they, they were selling it as like that holiday kind of buddy cop. Like, I think even the trailer was like, he's just trying to get home to his family. Like, all right. Like that, yeah, that voice and everything. Yeah. Um, I love Kate Bishop. Uh, I hate that people are like just still seeing Haley Steinfeld. They're like, wow, she has like an up and coming career. Like she's been around for a good amount of time. She's done a ton of things. She's fantastic. Like she's a great actress. Like she's fan- like, I love her in true grit, which came out like what? 10 or 11 years, like 12 yeah, years like ago. 10 years ago. Yeah. That was yeah. a long time when she was like, she was really young. Um, yeah, so I'm like glad 10. that. Yeah. I'm glad that she's getting like this kind of recognition that like is opening up to a, a whole new fan base. Cause I feel like the Marvel fan base might not know really who she is. Um, I think that was a music career too, sure. by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't even know. Like I thought she was an actress before. Well, I, she was an actress before she had like, right like a, a music career, but like I, there were songs on the radio. I'm like, Oh, like I didn't know that was Haley Seinfeld. Um, I, I, I like how like her, um, the chemistry between her and Jeremy Renner, um, the story, you know, it's a lot happens in the first two. Like, like, why is he trying to get this suit like so much? And you're just like, all right, like, and, and there's a lot of weird scenes that I think, you know, if it's only six episodes, I feel like they're trying to kind of fit a lot. But I think they did a really good job of setting up at least the characters that are involved, like from everyone from Kate and Clint to um, Kate's parents or her step future stepfather, um, Jack. So I think like, you know, they're they're kind of keeping you guessing, like, who's the villain in this story? Um, like, who's really working for who? Which is mm-hmm. which is what I kind of want from a show like this. Like, I don't want them to throw all the everything, like all their cards in right away. Um, 
but the action in it, I think, is is for a a grounded Marvel movie or a grounded Mar. Like we haven't we haven't really seen anything like this where it's a very small scale. And I think they did a great job, and the marketing was like all over the place. So you know, like I said, I I wasn't happy with the like the like the the Christmas setting, but I, I as it got. As I like the first episode was on, I was like, I didn't mind it at all. Like, I kind of forgot it was Christmas. Like, Clint, even though Clint reminded us every like five, 10 minutes. <laughs> um, Greg, what are your initial thoughts? Uh, yeah. So, look, I'll, I'll agree with Harry. I think this is so far, anyway, my least favorite of the live action series. But that being said, it's the live action series have a high pedigree. So, yeah. Even though this is my least favorite, that doesn't mean it's bad. It's it's still good and still enjoyable right. for me. Um, you know, I, I love that Christmas setting and, and aesthetic. Uh, it's something different for the MCU outside of Iron Man 3. Um, so that's pretty mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, pizza Dog, absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah. Can't go wrong with Pizza Dog. Uh, and my dog, Chewy, was actually um, watching Pizza Dog on screen. It got his attention and he, he was watching the episode with us. So that was pretty cute. That's but even adorable. more, it was, it was. But even more so than Pizza Dog, uh, Haley Steinfeld, um, I think she, she was awesome in this very likable uh, character. Um, really enjoyed what I've seen from her so far and happy that she's a part of the MCU. Uh, and looking forward to not only the rest of this series with her, but um, I'm assuming uh, hopefully uh, installments in feature films. So, yeah, I it it's really like interesting, like how like I, I would I want to see how this is eventually going to cross. Like you know, there's talks of and I and I think like it's like in the comic she is part of like Young Avengers, and they're. I, I think this is more of a Kate Bishop show than like a Hawkeye show, mm-hmm. um, which from what I'm, I'm at least gathering from the first, like one third of it's over, like Jeremy Renner's probably going to, I don't see him coming back like in the MCU. I think they're going to kind of pass it off to, to Haley Seinfeld, which I'm a hundred percent fine with nothing against Jeremy Renner. Like I, I think he's a fantastic actor, but you know, uh, we're seeing with other MCU characters like Captain America. Now it's Sam Wilson and they're even going younger. Like they announced like a, a whole plethora of shows where I think they're going to try And uh, in, in five years, we're not going to have any of the original cast back. And I think that that's kind of what they're doing with this. Uh, it's kind of like black widow, I think was more of a Yelena setting up Elena, Yelena for the new black widow. So I think a lot of, the beginning of this phase four has been setting up the next generation. And I think this is going to be a, do a really good job at that. I hope they don't kill off Clint. I don't think they will, but you know, I, 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 I don't see them doing that. I feel like Clint should have a happy ending, um, but we'll see. it's, it's Marvel. So, you know, um, I think there's a lot of cool, um, a lot of cool things that they're that I'm spe- like a speculation of kind of I know Greg you put a little bit of a note on this um, of like some of the characters that they're going to bring in for this or returning characters uh, but I'll get that in a minute um, but yeah I mean I, 
I, I think like for the, it, it's definitely just more of a transit. I think this is more of a transitioning series to be like, all right, well, Hawkeye's not going to be around anymore. Like Jeremy Renner's not going to be around. Like this is the new Hawkeye. And it, it's, it looks like they're going to do a really good job at that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think we're going to eventually, I think the action like so far from what I like the, the third episode's really like, I, I wish you guys watched it. I, I don't want to kind of jump into the spoilers. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty good. So it's, it's really amping up, especially for a sick episode show. Um, nice. Looking yeah. forward to it. Uh, so what else you got here? Yeah, I was going to say, um, I totally agree. Like, I think this is just, while I am not a huge fan of it, I think it's just great marketing. Like we mentioned with like, Hey, we're going to release six episodes. It's going to run from like Thanksgiving to Christmas and like we're in and we're out and that'll lead right into Spider-Man. And then we'll have a little break until uh, Dr. Strange, I think, or was that moved? Whatever it is. That is the next movie. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I I think it's like maybe May. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But so I think, I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of smart things with that, you know, using the holidays they've mentioned at least a hundred times, six days till Christmas, five days till Christmas. As we move into each episode, I'm sure in the third episode, it's four days till Christmas. You only have four days to get here, Clint. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I'm having a, having a tough time with the dynamic of Jack Eleanor, who's played by Jack, who's played by, um, I forget the actor's name off the top of my head, but uh, he's in Better Call Saul. He, uh, he plays, I think, uh, one of the family members in there, um, which is a really great show if people haven't seen it um, in the Breaking Bad universe. But uh, Vera Farmiga's character, Eleanor, who plays the mother, and, and Haley Steinfeld's character, Kate. Like, I'm just having a tough time. Like, there's a lot of things, like, I feel like, there wasn't enough in episode one for me with learning about Kate, learning about what her motivations are. She jumps right into the hero mode and the hero arc like really quickly. And like, I feel like we get none of like, it seems like she was away at school and now she's home because she got in trouble at school and she's never had a really good relationship with her mom. But it's like, this is all things I'm assuming it's, and I'm not saying you need to tell me these things, but like, show me how like, these interactions, like, cause we, we see a scene when she's like eight years old and fast forward to she's 22. Right. Um, and so for me, I like their relationship, how it's just like, she knows right away. And it's like, I, I I'll like, you know, again, going into the speculation as Chris talked about earlier, like Vera Farmiga's character is giving me big villain energy. There's something going on with her. Like, but I don't know what it is. Like Jack is obviously possibly the person who killed his, I guess, father, right. It's his father. Armand, uncle, I think uncle. Sure. Yeah. I think you, it was his right. uncle. I remember. Yeah. So it's just like a lot of weird things for me where it's just, I'm not, lo- I'm not unsure how this relationship with this dynamic is working. And again, early days, you know, we're talking first two episodes here, you know, if we've learned anything, you know, let's not count our chickens until they hatch. I'm sure there'll be some things, but I just keep waiting for that shoe to drop where it's like, Hey, here's X or, you know, here's Elena, you know, because we saw her at the end of black widow be shown a, a picture of, uh, of Jeremy Renner, I think in the Ronin costume at, at that point. So there's definitely going to be something with that. So, yeah, but Greg, I think you were agreeing with me on that. What, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I just, you know, it, Number one, as far as the relationship goes with her mom, you're right. It is, it's very like weird vibes and they don't fully detail it. Like there's a lot where you have to kind of read between the lines. Obviously they don't have a great or trusting relationship. If uh, Kate's mom withholds the fact that they're 
engaged and doesn't tell her right away. I mean, she was planning on selling her, but she, she doesn't yeah. come out with it right away. So, yeah, I mean, that whole dynamic, uh, mother-daughter dynamic is kind of strange. And then you throw in, um, uh, you know, her fiance, uh, Kate's. I love Jack's character, by the way, but it's just like, I just, I don't get, like, I love his vibe. Um, right. But it's just like, I'm not getting, like, his whole, like, thing here. Like, can we just jump to the part where you're, like, the villain? Like, can we get right. there? Yeah. Right. I, and, like, yeah. Uh, go ahead, Greg. I'll, I'll go mine in a second. Okay. okay. So, yeah. Uh, leading into that, what I was just going to say is, you know, we clearly have Echo on deck. She was at the end of episode two. Um, so, but there's so much more that could potentially be done. Are we getting a D'Onofrio kingpin and, uh, and mm-hmm. or kingpin period? And the reason I say that. There's a lot of rumors about D'Onofrio being in, in this, but more so Kingpin because King Echo worked for Kingpin in the comics. So that's why I'm making that connection. I'm like, I don't know if he's going to be in here. And if so, is he being played by Vincent D'Onofrio? And then what is about the Swordsman? One? Oh, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I uh, was gonna I, I, and then I was going to say, well, what about Swordsman and Yelena? Uh, Yelena, we got hints of in Black Widow. Obviously, she's going to be going after hawkeye at some point this seems to be wrapping up hawkeye's story so are we getting that here and then uh kate's soon to be stepfather uh jack duquesne you know it's it's very easy to see that he's going to be swordsman the guy is like (laughs) all about swords he's trying to get ronin sword he's killing people with swords he's got a sword fetish so i'm like hmm i know there's a character named swordsman in the comics let me just cross-reference and see if that's his name. Yep, it's Jack Duquesne. So uh, that's, you know, something that they're building to. I don't know if we're going to get the payoff in this, but I don't know. There's just, there's a lot of what-ifs and um, uh, pun not intended. And uh, <laughs> there's only three to four episodes left, depending on how far you've seen. And it's like, are we going to get to all of this stuff? That's a lot to cram in. Yeah, yeah and I, I honestly forgot about the Yelena thing um until uh i don't know if i I, if it was maybe i saw it on like twitter or something or maybe you guys mentioning in your notes but i did forget all about that but yeah like with three episodes left after today like are are they ever going to circle back to that or are they just going to make it like are they going to make it where in the like instance where kate's looking or uh, yelaine is looking for clint and she goes after Kate instead because she knows he's, she's the new Hawkeye or something. Like, I don't know. I don't know if they'll ever show Yelena interact with Clint. I don't think you should do it. Like, unless there's going to be a season two of the show or some other kind of. Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't think they should do that because you're you're cramming so much into such a small like window. And I, I think look all the other. Mo- well, no, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier was six episodes, but I think everything else was like nine. I think Loki. And WandaVision were nine each. WandaVision, I thought, was, yeah, nine or ten. And I think Loki and I think might have been eight at most. Maybe. I think Loki was short. I'll look it up while you go on. Yeah, but, I mean, at six is a lot. Like, for a 45-minute show to create, like, that's a that's not even six hours to, fill, like, put this story in. Um, but I I think that I, I've heard the – I've seen the rumors of D'Onofrio as Kingpin. Um, was and, he the you know, one who was, tweeted out? Was he like, I love this Marvel content or something? Or was he, that somebody I think else? He did, but he then did. there was like a there was like a picture that didn't look like him, and but people were claiming it was him, and he's like, that's not me. 
So no, no, there was one. There was one where he like he like retweeted Hawkeye, like their actual official thing, like a week or like a couple days before it actually got released. And he was like, he said that he actually put. He's like, yeah, I love this. Like I'm so excited. I'm looking forward to this. I'm like, all right, man. Like, and so a lot of people were immediately. Like this was, I think, if I don't know if you guys seen this when someone asked Haley Steinfeld about the Young Avengers, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she looked around yeah, at Kevin Feige, rounds. and Feige's looking oh, at yeah. her like that face, that face yeah. of death. And so but, a lot and of to, people were like, "Oh God." To, well, I was gonna say, to be fair, I don't remember which movie it was, but there was another movie or series or something where people were asking D'Onofrio, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm hyped for it," and people were speculating, but it was just him, I think putting in a good word so it's like you know in case they call me back in the future yeah yeah of course yeah, yeah. i'd love to be i'd love to be a part um, of this juggernaut billion dollar freaking exactly i i do think that he's coming back i think i he's there's not there's no there's i can't think of a better casting than anything in the mcu than him as kingpin like i out of ever out of everything i've seen like i and i think the marvel show is like not like like um charlie cox is great as like as daredevil but Mm-hmm. I there's other than Sam Jackson, maybe I cannot think of another person. I would be like when they announced him, it was like, okay, yes. Like this is absolutely perfect. Yeah. Um, And I, I think they would do, I, I think with, you know, there's rumors and everything like they've been a year long rumor that they were going to include daredevil in or Matt Murdoch in no way home or whatever. If that's like, there's, I think that these rumors of Matt Murdoch maybe, and then like King, I think, at some point, like Disney Plus, like a lot of people are are, are speculating that they're going to revive Daredevil. Like, Ugh. I think, dude, you are in, insane. Like, I, I don't even want to talk. Don't even just stop. Show me, show me some more warehouse shots of him in an alley. That sounds great. Okay, yeah, I'm looking forward to it in a dark well, alley. I, what's awesome. the problem with it? Oh, it's dude, just, you're insane. You are. You are. It's not a fun watch. It's a boring. And watch. It's absolutely a fun. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even think I made it through two seasons. I stopped. I think dude, the second Burns season showed phenomenal. up and I said, the second I'm season. Bad. Yeah, dude, the I'm second right. season is I sleep is well at night. So I good. Sleep well I, at night. I'm glad you go to bed like I'm 945. Sorry, apparently. Did, did they continue to make that show? Did they continue to make that show or did it fail? Actually, they did. Well, they made a third season. And uh, you know why you sleep well at night? Because Matt Murdoch's out there protecting you. Um, yeah, it's true. And if you ever legal I have trouble, heard him crawl he call him up. I don't even think he charges. That's right. So it's because you can't think... see anything. Oh, well, that was mean. I apologize to our uh, sight, <laughs> still be- our vision impaired oh, audience. No, that's he'll not s- how I meant it. Come he'll on, still beat you up. <laughs> Love everyone and anyone. Um, um, also, Chris to confirm Loki is six episodes, but they are doing a second oh, really? season. I think that's well, yeah, I think that's okay. the only one of the shows that I think is getting another yeah. season so far that we know of. So, yeah, um, okay, well, we went that's off the rails a little like bit there, more. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it wouldn't be an episode of ours if we didn't go off the rails, but um, yeah, I, the, you know, to sum it up, I think we're going to, I think Kingpin's going to be involved in this somehow, especially with the, the introduction of echo. Um, another good scene, scene. I love the LARPing scene in this show is great. Reminded me really? of, uh, dude, it reminded me of the classic comedy role models. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think role <laughs> um, models did it justice. I felt like with this scene, I didn't know if I was supposed to be laughing or Clint was being a jerk. Or if he was being like, it was really just weird I, and off. I got to both me. vibes from it. So yeah, but it's just I like know. I don't know. It didn't like I, it didn't I got the kind of, yeah I got the kind of vibes where it was funny, but like as you're watching, like 
like Clint knew, like, I think the fact that Clint had to be serious made it even funnier because he's just like, he's just like hitting people with a sword. And he's just like, you could tell he's yeah. like, why am I here? Like, this is mm-hmm. like, I'm an Avenger. I fought aliens and that, Th- and he even says he's like, I fought Thanos and he's got to deal with this, this clown. No, yeah, I mean, that part was that part was kind of funny, but like the whole lead up to it where he's like, do I really have to do this? Do I have to put this on? It just felt like this. People like enjoy this. This seems like a cool thing. I'd love to be a part of LARPing, but uh, I've looked into it. Yeah, Yeah. a couple years ago. Oh, man. If anything, you're so consistent, man. I love you. Why? What do you mean? Because like as soon as you wrap your mind around something, you're fully in, my guy. You are in. I'm fully I'm in doing looking research. into it, but I don't do it. Like, yeah. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying oh. you ride for it, man. That's why I love you. Yeah, I honestly, like, I think like 10 years ago, I was like, oh, this seems fun. But like someone uh, like that we all knew at one point was like, was kind of into it, like up in yeah. like Scranton area. And they'd like apparently had like a thing every like week or every month. I was going to go up, but I didn't know. Listen, I'm going to need to get that name off Mike. <laughs> after the holidays, we'll, uh, we will uh, like to invite everyone to our LARPing event uh, happening in January. We're announcing now. Yeah, Live I got Woods down the street. LARPing event. Yeah, I got Woods down the street. We'll go down there. I'm awesome. not going to the woods with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, Greg, what did you think of the, of the, of the LARPing? Harry obviously wasn't a fan. Yeah, it. like it's I said, I, I got, you know, both vibes from it. I think, you know, it was uh, kind of ridiculous, but at the same time, it, you know, looks fun. So I'm, I'm into it. We should, we should honestly, let's all don't tell our wives and look into going like a weekend up in the being boomers. recorded, my guy. Do, any, do they listen? <laughs> Mine does. Our, One out sorry, of three Dennis. ain't bad. Hi, honey. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love my wife, but yeah. All right. Yeah. But I was just going to say, I mean, I'm excited to see, obviously, the rest of the show because, you know, I, I always hate grading things like, you know, we're talking about the new Ghostbusters Afterlife. And hey, if they make two more or one more solid, you know, entry into that, that's actually fun. Like maybe I'll feel differently about it. Um, so I'm excited to see how this finishes or continues, depending on how it goes. But, um, you know, obviously we love to do a Marvel roundup whenever uh, possible, um, touch and base in the universe. So, um, but yeah, not, not huge on it, but interested to see how they, how they explore this. And like Greg said, if they can fit everything in and three more episodes, because judging by you, Chris who's watched an extra episode. It doesn't sound like a lot of questions are being addressed yet. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to plead the fifth. Ooh, <laughs> uh, I have a quick note also on this um, Marvel. Hey, David Aha. Uh, for those of you who don't know, David Aha is um, uh, an artist for Marvel and the miniseries, the Hawkeye mini or the Hawkeye series that this was based on. He did a lot of art for and the marketing for this has lifted directly, like lifted the images directly from this, the art style also. And I think they gave him like a tiny acknowledgement, but like mm-hmm. as far as I know, he hasn't been compensated in any way beyond just that little acknowledgement so if you're gonna steal a guy's work at least pay him for it so get on that yeah, marvel 100%. please yeah you got the money too let's 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 not let's not be cheap right. here and yeah. uh they're, they're not gonna... they're not trying to pay scarlett johansson uh, well <laughs> well they why... did resolve that but yeah i, know, I think that yeah. was more a chapic thing though yeah probably yeah. 
What a clown. I was going to say, yeah. too, speaking of Disney shelling out the money, I know Chris wasn't a fan, but let's just do it, Disney. Get the Rogers musical up. Let's put it up. We talked about <laughs> Tick, Tick, Boom. Let's get it up. An hour? You could do an hour. Come on. We can figure this out. But leave Ant-Man no, out of it. He wasn't there. <laughs> that thing's a hot mess. Oh, love that. Love it. Love yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I heard that, too. But, dude, what about like people that are going to see plays and like they're vandalizing toilets? They, they put like Thanos oh, yeah. right on the toilet. Like <laughs> if someone was, like, I mean, it's New York movie theater. You worked at a movie theater. There was plenty of times where people would graffiti toilets. I mean, it happened. Yeah, but, like but also that thing was like freshly done. So that was like that was like not smeared away. Like people were like a year, like someone from that show wrote that. I saw I don't I, I'm <laughs> assuming maybe it was a meme, uh, but like I saw it looks like a legit image of clint drinking from a coffee mug and the coffee mug said thanos was right and it oh. like but it looked like a legit image and i'm like is this yeah. from the show because that'd be oh. wild if it was but i yeah. guess it had to be a meme yeah i, I don't uh, know photoshop you know, hashtag, hashtag was for thanos right question mark yeah you know? now movie uh, movie theater bathrooms are a lot worse than just vandalizing a toilet by putting Van- thanos uh, was right yeah. <laughs> that's that's the world we live in yeah. Uh, all right. So Hawkeye talk. Uh, anything else? Hawkeye for Hawkeye. I mean, just excited to see how how it uh, how it wraps up. I'm very excited to have an episode three. Jealous Chris is an episode ahead. I think uh, people might need to check his uh, time card to see and if now, he's future uh, man watching here. on the clock. Future man. <laughs> don't worry. Uh, don't. Worry. <laughs> all right. Well. Um, uh, oh yeah. Go ahead, Hans. Yeah. No one missed my talk eye joke, or if you did, you just didn't acknowledge it. Oh, I missed Go it. Go again. What was it? No, repeat it. Yes. No. <laughs> no, no, come on, God. This no, is fun you said for that's the audience our, at home. They're listening, they heard it. You said that's our talk, our, our Hawkeye talk, and I just like like quietly said talk eye and no one <laughs> acknowledge anything. And I was just like, oh I legitimately did not hear it. That's a good one. That that's not a bomb. So Talk well eye. done, my my friend. Listeners, Join us for listen. our next talk eye conversation. <laughs> yes. Listeners, let me know. Did I, was that a bomb? <laughs> Hashtag talk eye if you're into it. Hashtag it's not funny not now if you're not explain it. It's not funny if I explain it. Usually Harry would well, say that. I, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. Well, I mean, you know, sometimes that's that's a good <laughs> meme. <laughs> I mean, look, two thirds of us are dads on here. You're gonna get dad jokes from time to time. So yeah. Sometimes too and many. they'll hit. Yeah, sometimes they'll hit. Sometimes they won't. I thought it hit. It's just I didn't hear it the first time. That's all. I, that's I'm fair. with you. I Same thing. Uh, all right. So talk eye is done. Uh, thank you, hands, for that. And uh, anything else you guys are watching? I, uh, I've i kind of been plowing through some some classic movies here. Uh, last night, I watched The Cider House Rules. I've never seen that before. Oh. Um, yeah. Fargo, I caught. Uh, caught Encanto and... Uh, King Richard over the weekend, Tenet. So really enjoyed all those movies. None of them let me down like Tick, Tick, Boom did. <laughs> um, <laughs> any Anything you guys saw? I, you know, there's a lot like, like, like Harry said when we first started, there's a lot of content out there right now. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and I realized like, I'm trying to hit, like knock away at my DVR. Cause I, you know, ha- much to Harry's delight. I, um, I watch like kind of like NBC shows and all that, like watching the good doctor and this is us. Like me, oh, me and the wife are like Louise. really big fans. We started watching a new show called ordinary Joe. If you haven't seen it, it's really good. Is that Harry... the one with Ted dancing? No. 
Okay, yeah, that's a no. I don't know what that is. <laughs> the, the look on your faces is like <laughs> no. Um, but no. Uh, outside of like, I'm, I'm, I really am like, uh, I want to jump into Wheel of Time. Um, on Amazon, I heard that's like phenomenal. It's more like yeah. a, I don't want to say it's the next Game of Thrones, but um, a lot of people are like comparing it to that. And then Arcane, I've been hearing like phenomenal things about. Um, yeah, so I'm not a League of Legends player, but um, you know, I, I've been told you don't have to be. So, yeah, I mean, it's in that world, you know, we love the fantasy, you know, video games and and TV series. So there's a lot of like a lot of shows that I've 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 been like, I think The Wire, I might check. I might go back and watch um, like that. You got an HBO login or are you good for that? Uh, Until you cancel it, I'm good. Don't tell. Don't tell tell (laughs) HBO. Listen, HBO execs, if you're listening, cancel as a CC Warner Media. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if like we get like I get like a, like like, like Harry gets like a cease and desist because he uh he's using Harry's account. It. Like wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Um Harry, what do you watch? Hold on now. Um, so the only new thing I've really checked out lately is the morning show. Um Ooh, how, what are your thoughts? I uh not a huge fan. Um, I think I've, I'm just into the second season, uh, very early on, but definitely enjoyed the first season more. Um, but yeah, no, that, that's, that's, that's fair. That's a fair discussion to have, but it's, uh, it's, it's okay. Um, I wanted to see house of Gucci. Haven't had a chance to see it, but it's still in Dolby this week. Um, for those people out there, usually after a holiday weekend, um, you know, movies tend to stick around longer in premium formats. So trying to see house of Gucci is my next thing, but luckily Dolby release. Yeah, man, you gotta go see Ridley Scott. Come on. Everybody's everybody's seeing his movies. Come on now. No, I'm texting (laughs) you the whole thing. But um, but yeah, I mean, I caught I caught a lot of I caught a lot of movies on the festival circuit, you know, uh, when we did our festival roundup. So I'm a little bit waiting. I want to see Power of the Dog. I know that was just added on Netflix. So this is more of me yeah. saying what I want to watch. So those are next on my list. Hey, did so you watch Harder Than Fall yet? Hit it. No, dude. No, there's so much content out there as we if we discussed. It's like once once we're watching stuff for the show, and you know. Um, yeah, it's tough out there, but in, you know, a lot of it, you know, as we've talked about, I'm sure a lot of people struggle at home where it's like your significant other, or if you got kids, it's like, you know, when can I find the time? When can I fit it in? So, um, you know, the wife wants to watch the morning show. So it was really hard for me to fit in Hawkeye, but I was able to. So how good is Billy Crudup in the morning show? Uh, he's great. He's great. I love he's Crudup. Good. I love D- Duplass. Um, but yeah, I mean, Greg, maybe you'll catch up on morning show when you uh, get that Apple TV subscription. So I'm kidding. You have, have it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a joke. Come on, everybody. I was like, wait a second. People know he's sharing a, le- a login account, too. So uh, Apple is actually listening. <laughs> yeah, but mine was free. Uh, so my account's free for the moment. Boom, uh, yeah. OK, well, cool. Glad uh, we got all that stuff out there. So there's a lot of content for you folks to watch. Let us know what you're watching. Uh, you know, hit us up uh, on the socials at ps live spicy uh hit us up on our individual facebooks you know wherever you want to reach out to us uh, if you're listening uh via itunes leave us a five-star review please five like, stars five stars yes please like share and subscribe to our pod uh hair anything for the peeps 
Um, really appreciate you guys listening. Hopefully we've given you some more content to check out or not check out, depending on uh, your cup of tea as, uh, as we like to joke here. Um, obviously not, a, not a lot of content this week for my cup of tea. Um, but, uh, you know, really looking forward to a couple of future episodes. We got, um, a movie we've talked about is coming soon. So obviously expect uh, a pot on that, but, um, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. That was a uh, Spider-Man what's, turn off the what's dark. that? Yeah, what movie are you talking about? Wow. Okay. Yeah, you can follow me. I'll be signing off. I'll be signing off now. Yeah, I, I, you know, check out what we listen to. Um, you know, I, I, I don't. I, if you haven't, you, you made it this far. You're probably spoiled. But um, you know, uh, Tick Tick Boom is a great musical. Don't listen to these two clowns. And um, yeah, I don't. I, you know. Just a lot of stuff. I I I feel like I'm gonna be like honestly worn out by the end of December with like all this like all this Sheesh. new releases and you know we'll see what happens if I, my mind's gonna go not like numb by January first and all that jazz. Uh, so that we're jazz. actually you know you're uh you're talking about January first. We're actually coming up on a year of this pod so thank you again to everybody that's been sticking it out and listening we have something extra special uh coming up for you next episode i'm not going to spoil you're going to have to tune in to find out what that is but um it should be very fun so we will catch you then in two weeks uh and thank you again everybody and as always live spicy (laughs) 